This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. It feels like it's the end of the world sometimes, especially when you have a kid and your baby's crying, you don't have help. You're unloading groceries from the car. The eggs break, you don't have help. You gotta walk the dog, but the baby fell asleep and you're in an apartment. So you don't wanna leave the baby alone, but you don't wanna wake her up to walk the dog. So it's like all these things feel like the end of the world, but like ask for help, fake it till you make it. Like I literally woke up and I'm like, it is fine. I am great. And even if I didn't really feel that way, it helped me kind of give off that energy, which ended up like I was okay. And it helped me convince myself mm-hmm. that I was. Let's take a breath. Hey guys, I'm Cindy Litwakel and welcome to Something to Share. Every Wednesday, I sit down with people you may have seen on your TV screens, experts in their fields, or just people I find inspirational so that they have a platform to dive into the things that they really want to talk about. We all have something to share, something that we're going through, and something that we need to hear. So let's get started. Hi friends, welcome back to the podcast. I hope you're doing well. I am currently in Fayetteville, North Carolina, sitting in my bathroom, my dressing room on the floor. It's a very high quality recording studio, um, but I'm just happy to be able to keep up with the podcast while on the road and continue to connect with you guys and give you these, what I think are incredible episodes. Uh, We have Kat Stickler on the podcast today. If you're not familiar with her, she is very, very well known on TikTok. And I know there's a lot of really awesome creators on TikTok, um, but I've always been a fan of hers. She got really well known, I would say, right around the start of COVID and has grown this insane community ever since then. Kat tells her story of how she got started and the journey that she's gone on with social media. A lot of people knew her from the beginning as this happy married couple. They had a beautiful daughter together um, and they shared really openly about their relationship and little insights and tons of really fun videos within the relationship. I think one of the first videos I saw of her was her husband recording, surprising her with all of her favorite things in one day. So they went to like Chick-fil-A and he got her a babysitter and they did all these fun things and just the way that she reacted and how full of joy she was in the video is it she just has such a magnetic energy about her and it's something that I definitely wanted to share on this podcast and get to know more of who Kat is and what makes her so special and because she shares so openly and is such a now forward-facing figure very well known she has over 8 million followers on TikTok. So she has a lot of eyes on her, which opens up a lot of opportunity, but also creates a lot of judgment and pressure. And as her marriage ended, it felt like abruptly via social media, but she continued to share openly as she went through the process, as she went through the divorce, had to move out, find her own place, take care of her daughter all of the ups and downs that Kat has gone through through that process, which you can only commend someone for being able to do and for someone to have that kind of strength. I just know how many people that has helped with 
them being able to see someone like Kat go through something so difficult that many people go through and see how she navigated that, I think is really powerful. So today we get into her story, some of her mindsets and how she approached the divorce, um, taking care of her daughter, what social media has done for her how she continues to show up even in really difficult times in life, how she supports her community, how she created this insane community. I think TikTok is a really powerful tool that a lot of people can utilize, whether that's for personal gain or for your business. I mean, we cannot deny how much social media has taken over the world. With an app like TikTok, it can feel overwhelming or hard to get into or hard to understand, or maybe doesn't feel like it's worth it. Um, but I think this conversation and all the things that Kat brings up shows you how much possibility can come out of something like that if you are open to it and utilize it in the way that works best for you. So we get into how she grew. She gives us tons of great advice for creators or people looking to get their start on an app that sometimes is hard to understand. And we even get into her story with MK, her daughter. She went through a kind of a crazy postpartum story and experience. So she talks openly about that. And I think a lot of people can relate to Kat, her story and all of the amazing things that she shares on this episode. So if you or a friend or someone that you love could use this episode in their week, please send it to them. Please tag us on social media at something to share podcast. I love to hear from you. I love when you share because that's what this podcast is all about. And speaking of sharing, I am going to do my something to share today. So I talked about this on a few episodes about how difficult the distance has been with going on tour. Nick and I have built such a strong and beautiful relationship over the past two years and we have been solid always. And it's, we've never gone through such a difficult time of being apart and we've learned so much from this process. And we've had some really hard conversations and really tough times as a couple. And it's rooted in just how much we miss each other and how difficult it is to be away from each other. But I think what I'm choosing to take away from some hard times that we've had is one, how much we love each other and respect one another and continue to fight and do everything that we can to support one another and continue to cultivate this relationship that we've built over the past two years. Sometimes you need to go through difficult situations or you need to be taken out of what is normal or what you're used to, to see a new perspective on things or think, see things from a different eye or realize what you actually have and how amazing that is. And sometimes you can get really stuck in the day-to-day -day of just almost taking things for granted because you're just used to them. You're in a routine, um, things in life and stress gets in the way. So you don't always take that moment to show that gratitude. And I think what this has done for us has been able to really show us how much we care for one another, how much and how important it is for us to build this life together. And that no matter what happens, no matter the ups and downs, no matter what life is going to throw at us, that we're going to get through that together. Is that an easy realization? No, we've had a lot of tough conversations. We've had a lot of things that we've had to overcome, even within ourselves, things that I have learned about myself through this process and have seen about myself that I don't really love, the qualities of myself that I don't want to embrace and that I don't want to continue cultivating. I have seen through this time apart and 
through this new experience and it's definitely opened my eyes to ways I want to move forward. I'm as you guys know for, if you listen to any of these episodes, I love personal growth and always pushing myself to be better. I think there's a lot more work I need to do in that and Tor has taught me that. So I think to sum that up, my thing to share today is that we are never going to stop working on ourselves. That's should be a constant in life. I think what's important is finding a partner or some or people in your life that are going to grow with you or be open to your growth or support you as you make changes and develop. I personally never want to stay stagnant in life or go backwards. Sometimes that happens, but what's really cool is to have a partner in my life that can check me when I'm when I'm coasting or when I'm not pushing myself or when I'm falling back into old patterns like I have recently. Um, For example, I've been falling back into a pattern of really over caring about what people think about me and, and giving out my worth to other people. That's a hard pill to swallow when you realize you're doing that and how that can hold you back in aspects of life. So that's something I am pushing through currently. And it's kind of always something that I will fall back on in times of insecurity or when I am out of my environment or when things are out of control, I lean back into that insecurity. And it's something that I'm always working towards getting better at. So it's nice to have a partner who can be like, Hey, I love you, but you're doing that thing again. You're falling back into old ways. And I've seen your growth. I've seen what I've seen how capable you are. Let's try and figure out how we can get there together. So to sum it up again, be careful who you let into your life. And when you do let those people in and when you really care for people, cherish them, do everything that you can to support them. Be very intentional about who those people are. And when you have chosen those people, show the gratitude, take moments out of your life, even when the craziness is happening to be grateful for the things that you have, because life is always changing. Things are going to happen. Things are going to come up. We're going to shift. Life is going to have ups and downs. But when you show that gratitude and when you remember what you're grateful for and how much you actually have, it can change a lot and it can really shift your perspective and it can really make you see that life is good and life is wild and we are not guaranteed tomorrow or the next day. So appreciate the now. I know we hear this all the time, but sometimes for me as well, it takes these reminders or a shift in perspective for me to really understand that and grasp that. So that is my something to share. I'm sending love to all of you. I hope you really enjoy and get so much out of this episode. If you do, I always love a five-star review. Make sure that you like us on Apple. So you know when new episodes come out every Wednesday and share this episode with someone that you love. Without further ado, guys, here is Kat Stickler. Well, Kat, I'm very, very excited to meet you. I feel like I, one, I feel like I know your apartment, <laughs> which I'm sure is weird for you. Um, and I just feel like I know you very well, but I, I don't. And I'm excited to get to know you. So, how are you today? I'm good. Thanks for asking. No one really asks that anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I know, right? They're like, let's just get to the meat now. <laughs> Sometimes we're not. Yeah, we need to ask the simple things. So, for people who might not know who you are, or might like live on a rock, or don't have the app. TikTok. Um, could you give me a little synopsis of like who you are, what you do, and what you're kind of known for? 
Right. Okay. So I'm a content creator. I love making people laugh, kind of get different perspectives on everyday societal norms. I kind of try to push that line a little bit and just try to make the most of life and what I've been handed. And I also have a little girl, she's two years old and I'm a single mama. And yeah, that's what this current chapter in my life consists of right now. I love it. It's such a beautiful chapter that you're in. I'm excited to talk to you more about it. But before we do, let's do a little icebreaker. I asked this of everyone. The first question is something to share either from your nightstand, surprising, or with an interesting backstory. So usually it's an object. It could be really anything, anything that comes to mind with that question. Wait, let me get it. Hold on. I don't know I was <laughs> okay. So I got this. We're not really strangers kind of like relationship expansion pack. And it's mm-hmm. all these kind of deep questions that you're supposed to ask your like partner, but I've been doing it at night just to kind of ask myself and Mm. it just helps me get out of my own head because it's so easy to, to, I feel like it's so easy to feel like you're not living because you're always on the move. Your mind is constantly going. So kind of working on like, here's one of the questions. How do I show that I love you without telling you? So like I would Mm -hmm. answer my body, like, um, when I make you that green smoothie in the morning, so you have all your veggies, when I make sure you have a lot of water and you get outside, when I'm not hard on you, when the baby's crying, things like that. Just kind of reminding mm-hmm. myself that I'm, my relationship with myself has to be top priority if I'm going to be able to keep doing this. I love that. Yeah. I, I actually was trying to order that game because I watched a few of your, I watched all of your YouTube videos. You. <laughs> and I was like, I need that game. One for just like inspiration for my podcast, but two, to just have reminders and like open-ended questions like that, that you don't always get to ask yourself. I like that you're asking them to yourself because it's a nice practice to have to like get back in touch with like you. And I'm sure with the year that you had last year, that's like, I'm sure that's become really important um, for you to get back to yourself. Like how does that game make you feel um, after you do those practices? So especially with, cause I was, who don't know, I'm recently divorced. So you're used to having someone there telling you, how beautiful you are, how great you are, um, helping you, um, kind of just being that second voice when yours is failing you a little bit. So one thing I had to do so cheesy, but it's in my notes, you write like a love song. And I wrote it to myself, like what I loved about myself. And I was like, you're a great mom. You're strong. You got this. So it does help me kind of date myself in a way, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. Like I give myself what I would want a man to give me. So that when I do have a man, I can like really just see like, what do you got? Cause I'm fine, but what do you have to bring to me that will make it like exponentially even better? Yeah. I love that because a lot of times you are in the past, I'm sure I've dated where I'm like, I need someone to fill the things that I feel like I'm missing in myself. But when you're coming from like, I got, I know me, I know what I have. I know why I'm great. It's like, how can you add to that versus like, how can you make me better? Right. Um, it, it makes such a big difference, especially in dating. I was secretly hoping that you were going to bring the wig that your mom wears to pretend <laughs> to be you. <laughs> she so loves lovely. that wig. <laughs> it came in the mail. She was like, oh my gosh. Yes. I love a luscious wig. Um, <laughs> but people can see those in your videos. Uh, second question, what is something that's on your heart or mind right now that you want to talk through? I feel like I have this really strong lingering fear about becoming irrelevant. Like one day someone's going to look at me and the content I put out and be like, eh, 
there's nothing special about this. Like this doesn't do anything for me. And I've been feeling that a little bit more recently because trends change, like viral videos, like come and go. And so it's kind of not basing your worth on how fast you're growing, what people Mm -hmm. are saying in the comments. That's kind of what I'm working through right now. Yeah. Um, That's a huge question. I feel like every creator has to work through or figure out what that means for them. And that was one of the questions I was going to ask you because with the year, like you, you became almost like famous overnight, essentially. You had all these eyes on you and I'm sure that was overwhelming and I, we can get into that a little bit, but I wonder how then you continue to show up and be authentic, which you do. And you, that's what shines through in your videos and what you put out. But like, how do you keep doing that as your like life changes, as things come up as, you know, and like sharing all the things that you do while also like keeping what you want private. I guess you're probably in the middle of this process, but like what is helping you to continue to show up like you are? Honestly, it just comes down to, unfortunately, even when I don't feel like it, it's like getting myself up and going. Like you just got to get out and go do the first five minutes and then I'm in, then I'm fine. I feel like that's with anything. Mm -hmm. If you don't want to go to the gym when you wake up and then you're there, you're like, I'm already here. I might as well grind it out. Yeah. I think just not getting lazy to the point where you don't do it. And then being easy on yourself when you need, I mean, I feel like it's so self-care ideas and concepts are so straightforward and they're Mm -hmm. so simple. Yeah. Just do this, 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 you'll be good. But it's, I don't know if it's the self-destruction thing. Some people have like me included or this procrastination thing. It just kind of pushes you away from doing the things that you know will help you and be beneficial to you. I find that so interesting. I know exactly what I have to do to feel good. I know exactly what I have to think, what I have to eat. Um, where I have to go, what I should wear. Like, I know that sometimes you don't want to do that for some reason, which doesn't make sense. Yeah. We can be our own worst enemies for sure. And I think fear is a big thing too. Like, especially if you are as big as you've gotten, there's always going to be that fear. Like, oh, what if it goes away? What am I then? Or like, what happens if it all changes tomorrow? Which I think what you're doing is kind of just like remembering your worth and doing things that fill you up and that make you feel happy. So that if that changes, something could always be better around the corners, like having that faith, maybe. Yeah. But I think also it's like, huh. never mind. <laughs> Sometimes I want to like talk about like personal things about my life and what I experienced, but then you don't want to give certain people that power over you. Mm-hmm. So then it's kind of this power struggle and also kind of retaining your own dignity, but then also keeping your life private, but then also sharing it to the point where your audience can understand because they only know what I tell them. So it's a yeah. fine, like balancing game that you, I just have to like, I feel like I'm just learning every day kind of thing. Yeah. Well, I will say from an outside perspective, you're doing it very well. And well I appreciate that so much. <laughs> because I I mean, I went on a TV show and like, it's a very small scale of what you have created now, but like having eyes on you and wanting to create something for other people and wanting to show up yourself and doing it right, but also not like, as you said, like losing relevance. There's so much that goes into that and there can be a lot of fear and a lot of like things. And it's very difficult to remain authentic in those situations, but keep doing what you're doing. (laughs) So far, so good. Um, And take it day by day, right? (laughs) Um, I do want to talk about what it was like for you becoming who you are, like this overnight success. Like, how did it begin? What were you doing before TikTok? This app is fairly new. Like, what was Kat doing before the app and this fame? And like, once it came all of a sudden, like, what was that like for you? So before TikTok, I was a research coordinator at the VA hospital. People were like, what? Um, so I worked on a PTSD um, combat trauma study for veterans. And it was this new technology called TMS. 
and it's transcranial magnetic stimulation. It's basically a device that helps vets that haven't been able to find peace with their medication, with sleeping, with it's just all the treatment they've been given has not been working for them. So it was a research study for that. Um, Mm -hmm. It basically repairs um, broken neural pathways. So it's supposed to help all the things, which mostly is sleep, which is a huge factor in sleep apnea and things like that. But that's what I did beforehand. Then I got pregnant and then I literally gave birth a week or two weeks later, the whole, my whole state was on lockdown. So it was COVID. Mm -hmm. And then since it was a research study, we have to do it in person. And it's also with vets. So we did like EKGs and we just did, it was like all these, you have to be in person because you have to also review them and ask them questions, go over trauma levels, like all this stuff. So I had to take a break from that. So I was literally home with this baby. And I say this baby intentionally because I had a very difficult time bonding with her when I first gave birth because I was dealing with Mm -hmm. postpartum. And I just felt like, I felt like I was another person. Like I was just living someone else's life. I was a stand-in and it was a dream. Hmm. Like I went from being single and happy-go-lucky and doing my own thing to like feeling like my life could never be the same. Like I'll never be able to travel again. I'll never have like zero worries because I was so worried for her safety. Like I didn't want anything to happen where I'd wake up like every 30 minutes, make sure she was breathing. Um, Mm -hmm. It just felt like a crazy, surreal, this isn't my life kind of thing. And then I started, I saw TikTok. I was like, this is too, like, this is for young kids. I'm not even going to pay attention to it, whatever. And then I saw some of the videos and I was like, just getting ideas, looking at it. I saw the trends for certain viral videos and I saw an opportunity there for something Mm -hmm. fun. And it ended up kind of building up. And I was like, okay, this is more powerful than I initially thought. It's time to take it serious. And I did. And then it grew and here we are. <laughs> I'm remembering your first video that I remember is the one from you were going to get peach mil- milkshakes at Chick-fil-A yes. and how excited you were. That was, um, that was a good one. Yeah. That overnight like craziness. You couldn't have planned for something like this. And things kind of come at you in life for, I think, for like the greater good or for like a bigger reason than, you know, what is actually happening. It feels like you're like the internet's big sister in a way. Oh. Did it take you time to like grow into this position or did it just like feel right? Like what was your, like, I don't know. How did you take that in? I feel like I haven't really, like even when you say famous, I feel like people just kind of know my face because I'm on this app and it reaches like millions of people. Mm-hmm. But when they say hi to me and when they talk to me, I feel like what they say about me, I feel like they know me a little bit. And then what they share from themselves, I feel like I know them a little bit. So I guess it just feels like I know more people now. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like when I go out, I'm like, yeah. hey, what's up? So <laughs> I don't really feel, I, I don't know. I don't even know what the definition of famous is. Yeah. You know? I feel like it's shifting nowadays. What is it? What is famous? Like, I feel like back in the day when it was like Brad Pitt and right. like the celebrities, like the before yeah. social media, it was like that was famous. But now it's like anyone can technically be famous or known because of the power of social media, which is wild. Um, so yeah, I think it's definitely been redefined, but you have a lot of eyes on you. And I like that you, you're just like, I have a lot more best or good friends. I have a lot more people that I know. That's very interesting. Yeah, that's more friend groups. Yeah, lots more best <laughs> friends. Yeah, I love it. Um, go back to, because you mentioned the postpartum stuff, because I think there's a lot of things that I've realized that women deal with. Like I haven't had kids yet, but that's hard because like, like you 
show up and you want to show up for your child and you have all these new things and um, it's really exciting. But when I've heard a lot of my friends have gone through this like postpartum, it's such an interesting period of time. Like what kind of got you out of that, if that makes sense? Because now you and your and MK have like such this beautiful, strong relationship when I've seen on social media. So like from that point of this baby to like, oh, this is my child we have this great relationship. When did that shift happen? So after like about two weeks of her being home with me, I started bonding with her. Um, I was still sad. And also it didn't help. Breastfeeding was a big issue. She was breastfeeding, but the way she was latching, and this is stuff you figure out when you're a mom, like I just thought you pop the baby on the nipple and like, you're good to go. No, it was horrible. Yeah. Like it was the most painful thing I had to do every two hours. Like I would bleed. It's so sensitive it gets so full with, I mean, it's just, it feels like it's really not your body and that adds the whole psychological mm-hmm. process. But I went to my checkups with my OBGYN and they kind of do the six week checkup, blah, blah, blah. And I was always, hi, like it's cat. And I, I knew all the nurses, I knew the doctors, I knew everyone there. And then I came in and I like had lost a ton of weight. Honestly, they were the ones that the nurse, I guess, spoke to the doctor and the doctor was with me. And she was, they give you like a scale. You rate your mood one out of 10, one out of uh-huh. five. How are you? And I, I don't even know why I would lie, but I lied. I was like, I'm great. I'm great. I'm great. I'm great. Cause there was also the stigma. If there's something wrong, you'll be on medication. You shouldn't be on medication. If you're breastfeeding. Um, I remember hearing people about postpartum and being like, how is that even a thing? I feel like everything I've judged ever, even briefly in my life, the universe has turned it around so I could experience it. Like, even oh, fun. Being, yeah, so great. I'm so sorry. <laughs> even when I would see like um, people who would, you know, be dating and then get pregnant, I'm like, that would never happen to me. Like, I'm so much smarter than that. No way. And then, you know, boom happens. Um, my mom got divorced. You know, people get divorced. I saw that and like, nope, that won't be me. Like, I'm not, mm, that's just not for me. That's not the kind of person I am. And then life kind of just throws you curveballs where it's like, you think, you know, a certain way and you really think you have your blueprint down and it's like, no, you're wrong. You thought you knew this, but you're so off. Um, but anyways, the doctor was like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, everything's fine. And she goes, it was like, so please, are you really okay? And I just started like crying, incessantly crying. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I just like, I just poured my whole heart out. I'm like, I don't even like know this guy I'm pregnant with him. And I'm living in this 600 square foot apartment with a baby and I don't sleep and I don't do anything. And I just walk around the block and I walk the dog and I walk the baby and I put her to sleep and I wake up and I make, it's like everything just, I just let it all out. And then she kind of put me on medication that kind of helped me gradually. And that was what really helped me get out of that whole funk. So it was the doctors being really vigilant. Um, and me being honest at the end, because she could have asked me and I could have been like, I'm fine. Everything's fine. But I would not have been yeah. diagnosed if she wouldn't have asked me that. And then we did all these other tests and it was like, oh yeah, well, this is. <laughs> yeah. It's insane how many people go through postpartum and it's not really talked about like people who like are very good voices for it. You hear from them, but it's like, it's a lot more common. It seems than people realize from what I've gathered from talking to friends and people. Me, I was crazy. like, like, I didn't want to and this is how I phrase it. I didn't want to kill myself. Like that was not, I don't, but I didn't want to be alive, but like, I wanted everyone to be okay. And I still wanted to be there to do things, but I just had no will. It was so odd and so not like me. And it was such like a scary thing. Cause you're like, is this how the rest of my life is going to be? Like, is this, mm. is this it? Is this like, so yeah, it's crazy how powerful the mind is and how much, I mean, it makes sense. Your body goes, your body like made a human, like a heartbeat and a brain and 
and an eyeball, like, and, and, and like all these things, like, obviously when it comes out and everything happens, you have this shift in hormones, it's going to affect you. Yeah. So yeah, learning experience, but definitely manageable. And I feel like one of the things on TikTok too, was I did talk about that. People were like, that was a big thing, um, which I didn't really know. So that was cool just to be open about problems and people being, wow, thanks for sharing that. I'm like, sure. I got way more. You want to hear more? Yeah. Pull up yeah. a chair. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice that you had people in your corner and like helping you through that because and that you were helping people then in turn. So that's insane. It seems like you've gone through a lot of like very big things all while on social media, all while in a new form. Like you're a new person on social media. You have this new baby. You went through a divorce all publicly. Like how did you handle those crazy times? Like how did you go through something so insane and do it publicly and still show up for all the people in your life and yourself? Like what was happening during that time? I know you can't specifically talk about like what happened, which is totally fine, but like how did you get through that period of time in your life? It was a lot. I think I felt insanely grateful that I had the means to leave and get my own apartment. And people sometimes forget with creators, like that's how we make money, like social media, that's our source of income. So that gave me an extra boost. I think having MK kind of didn't really let me, which I talk about in one of my videos, actually morning loss. It didn't really let me mourn it mm-hmm. or process it. I was just kind of like, all right, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But right now there's we just can't afford to be too sad because we're not going to be able to afford this apartment. We're not going to be able to afford diapers, like things like that. So um, I think that was a pretty big drive for me that helped me. It was a big blessing. Thinking of high school breakups and college stuff. I'm like, I was not that strong. I would like, you know, I feel like the world mm-hmm. was ending. But this one, it felt like the world was ending for a second. And then it was like, okay, let's go. Like I literally got an apartment that same day, that same day I walked over to three places. They were like, we don't have anything. And I was like, I need you to have something. I really need you. You're the last place I've gone to. Like, you got to look, I will sit here. I promise you will find something. And I'm like, what am I saying? (laughs) I don't even believe it. And then they're like, oh, well we can do, and they just made it work for me. And it was just, everything was a huge blessing. And I think I was only able to have the strength to do that because I had something bigger than myself. I had MK. So that was a big drive for me, which I'm very grateful for. Um, what would you say to someone going through something like that? Maybe not publicly or just in general. Like, what did you lean on? What would you recommend to someone going through that? And yeah, what advice would you give to someone in a similar situation? Oof. I guess all the advice I would give, let's say if you're not even in that situation, like let's say you're with someone, married, not married, having your own source of income in some way. You don't have to be like making the majority of the money. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying be, have your own money coming in from a certain avenue, no matter what. If you're in a great marriage, if you're because you never know, like you literally never know. So I would say that. And then if something does happen and it's inevitable and you have to make way and not make way, part ways, my advice would be everyone's situations and means are so different. I guess lean on those you trust the most. Doesn't have to be your family. Doesn't have to be people you've had in your life forever. Just people, you know, like that will give you good energy. Cause I met someone in this Mm -hmm. process and it was like, you just get a feeling like you just get a feeling if someone has a good heart or not and letting it out. I'm very, I don't externalize a lot of things I feel. So that was 
no bueno, but it did help me to talk about it, which I ended up doing and that helped. Also, it feels like it's the end of the world sometimes, especially when you have a kid and your baby's crying, you don't have help. You're unloading groceries from the car, the eggs break, you don't have help. You got to walk the dog, but the baby fell asleep and you're in an apartment. So you don't want to leave the baby alone, but you don't want to wake her up to walk the dog. So it's like all these things feel like the end of the world, but like ask for help. Like I made friends with my neighbors. She turned out to be one of my really good girlfriends. So she'll come over and like stay with the baby while I walk the dog. I talked to my mom, asked for help. I feel like I'm not really scared to ask for help anymore. That was a big thing. Um, and also I hate this saying, but fake it till you make it. Like I literally woke up and I'm like, it is fine. I am great. And even if I didn't really feel that way, it helped me kind of give off that energy, which ended up like I was okay. And it helped me convince myself mm-hmm. that I was. So I don't know how organized that was, but that's what I would <laughs> No, it was good. It was a very full circle <laughs> thing. But yeah, it's hard for people to ask for help. Even especially women, it's hard because we don't want to feel like a burden. We don't want to, especially as a mom, there's all these other factors, but Sometimes you just need help. You just need like a a helping hand. And I think people can surprise you when you ask. People like helping, I think. I think like that gives you a new kind of connection with someone. And that's a beautiful thing. And I think that's one of the main ways we can connect with people on planet Earth. So why not? I agree. Um, One video you made uh, after divorce and you were – and it seemed like a better place was like this idea of like learning to love again and how it was easier to just never love again. I think it was like a Grey's Anatomy uh, clip or something. Such a great video. But learning to love again, like how did you do that? Um, that's a huge thing that you went through. How did you continue to like believe in love after all of that? I guess I didn't want to give one person that power over my perception of something so beautiful. Like just because one person messes up, like does that mean it's going to ruin my experiences in life because of that? Like no, like no one should have that power over you. No individual, no one deserves that. Um, so I think my pride there was like, mm-mm. That's, that's, that's not happening. I think also once you've gone through different relationships and different experiences with people, you really know what you want. You know what you won't tolerate and you know, right off the bat, like when first 10 seconds, I could tell when I would like go out or just meet people, I'd be like, nope, this will not. Or or then I could be like, Hey, this could work. I think it's being more sure of your intuition and trusting it a little more. Also being okay if it's not the right time, not the right. Mine was a little different because he was my friend and we kind of knew each other. And it was like a very nice, organic kind of connection we had. So, and I felt that right from the start because it wasn't like someone was coming into the relationship wanting something. It was just wanting to genuinely be a good person and help me in any way. Something I really had to work on was feeling like I was a burden for guys. Like if they wanted to date me, like I felt like me having a kid was like, just a big red flag above my head, like blinking warning, like get away from her. She has a kid. Um, and I thought that made me kind of unlovable in a way, like, cause again, something I would judge before if I would be dating guys and they would say like, Oh, I have a kid. I'd be like, eh. in the back of my mind, like, I don't know if I want to do that. So that kind of thing, shifting the perception. Um, yeah, yeah. I guess just loving myself enough to know that I could love and it would be okay if it didn't work out knowing that I was strong enough to go through that kind of gave me the strength to be open to love again. Yeah. It's nice when you can look at your past examples and be like, oh, I got through that. I can get through anything. And then 
yeah, because it's it's helpful to have those reminders to yourself because, you know, life is hard. But if you make it through tough things like that, like I think it's great proof for yourself moving forward, which is so nice to have. And the fact that you just didn't like – I like that you said you're not giving that power away to someone else because I get questions a lot. I think I had a question on here before about someone like wanting to date again, but they had a child and like they're afraid to do it. And it's like that's not a negative thing. It's just like there, there are people out there that want that too. It's just like, again, shifting that perspective like you said, right. which is – it's huge. It changes everything. Yeah. It's empowering also when you accept it because it's who you are. So like more of your love. Yeah. So. I love it. Um, a couple more questions uh, on that specifically going forward, like with dating and relationships. Are you going to change anything with uh, like boundary wise with social media and relationships? Because you're originally your marriage was like kind of how you guys got your start. Are you going to make any shifts or it's day by day? Or what What is your mindset with that? I think, yeah, it's going to be different what I show versus what I used to show just because mm-hmm. it's a totally different relationship it's a totally different connection. And I feel like I'm kind of learning how to do, cause that was another big thing. When I, when I split, it was this perfect marriage, this sweet couple, that was the persona. Um, mm-hmm. and I felt like I couldn't do it on my own and it turns out I could, and that's empowering too, like having your own thing. So I don't yeah. know if I will. Um, I mean, only time will tell, like, obviously I'll include him in some videos, but they're going to, you know, it's a different world and it's, not always the kindest. So when people who are like dear to me experience the wrath of social media, sometimes I just don't want to put them through that. Like I can put myself through that because this is what I chose to do for a living. Right. So Mm -hmm. I'm subjecting myself to that by default, but they're not. So I think just being more cognizant of that um, and people aren't used to, you know, I read comments every day about how I look, the choices I make, um, how I am as a mom, how I am as a woman. And it's, you know, just because I'm used to it. I'm like, yeah, it's fine. It is what it is. People are going to say something no matter what. Someone who's not used to that. That's a big, big shock. So I think just being more aware of other people's emotions like that, which is going to make me more cautious. I like it. A couple of creator questions. Um, it seems that you've done it right and you've learned a lot of things along the way. What would you recommend to someone who's like, I want that. I want to be a creator. I want to have this following. Like, what would you say to them? Like, how do they get started? Is it too late? what would your recommendations be? I guess I can only say what worked for me. What made me grow is I didn't go with the trends that made me stand out because anyone can follow people that are doing trends kind of thing. And some people do trends hilarious and they can do it better, which is like key. So if you are going to do a trend, do it better. Um, but I mean, I just, just grind it out. Like it's an actual job. Like it's an odd thing to think about, like, cause it's creative and it's all these things, but when I first started, I would email like 50 companies a day. Like I would like go hard. And because you were like, it was an overnight success. Like it kind of looked like that, but behind the scenes, I was like, I wanted it so bad. And I was like, we're going to do this no matter what. And I got rejected so many times. And it's so funny because a lot of the companies I've worked with, those were the ones that initially were like, sorry, your following is just not big enough for us. Um, we can send you free, you know, shoes or whatever. I'm like, okay, that's great. And I like show the shoes. Like it was the best thing ever. Let me try to make this a little more succinct. Okay. If you're going to do trends, do them better than anyone else has done it. And also make new trends, make new viral ideas, something that people can also copy and do their own version of stay humble. Like remember that you have 
people that follow you and are giving you this platform. So take the time to respond to them, DM them, respond in TikTok comments. Like I would do that in the first, I would do the first months until TikTok would literally say like, you can't comment anymore. Right. So it would be like, sorry, no, you can't do it. Remember that your followers are the reason you're there. Stay true to who you are. They can see right through it. I've tried like faking it when I was really not the best on video. Um, and you can make a video about it. I don't know. Just not giving up when a video doesn't do well, learning about a video that does well, seeing who you can connect with, like similar niches and just trial and error without like being, getting discouraged. Mm. Those are great tips. I love it. Um, what has social media done for you, Kat? So much. I mean, it's like, it's allowed me to provide for myself and my daughter. I'm very grateful for it. It's allowed me to express myself in ways I've kind of always wanted to. Uh, like my mind has always like been a movie kind of thing. So it just helps me access a different part of my brain and my creativity that I love. I think it's also helped me realize my worth a little more. I was always kind of pretty confident, but it was like a limited confidence. Like I'd hit a point, like, you know, now it's like, it just gave me a lot of confidence because I can be okay, even with the mean comments and I'm okay with the nice comments, like, because it makes you work on yourself kind of thing. It makes you really prioritize like mental audio. I call it my mental audio, what I say to myself every day. So that's important. I have like one more question, social media related, because I was talking about this with my sister-in-law. Um, Cause she has an adorable child. She's two years old and like would probably be famous if we just put her on a video cause she's so cute. But like, there's this thing that she goes through as a mother. And I'm sure that you probably have worked through as a mother of like showing your child on social media and like doing that. Like, do you have any, like, did you like think about that beforehand? Was there any mindset around it? Like, how do you, how do you just navigate that? Especially with the way that social media changes is overnight. It seems like she goes back and forth with it every single day. I honestly really didn't think about that because when I did start making videos with MK, I did not have that many followers. I was very transparent with my story though. So MK was a big part of that storyline. And in hindsight, yeah, it is a little different. And I do understand and totally respect some parents that are like, it's just not for me. I don't want to show my kid. Um, yeah. Yeah. I showed her before I was even big on social media. So She's kind of always been a part of that world with me. Um, but my advice to any parent really in regards to any decision with their child is kind of going back to that intuition, you know, you know, you really know, and mm. it's just having the trust within yourself to just accept it, whether you like it or not, be like, yeah, that is what it is. I feel comfortable with it. I don't moving on. That's true. That's it. Like standing your ground and what your decision is. Cause it's your choice ultimately. Right. Will you let her have a TikTok when she's old enough? <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> I'm a cool mom. <laughs> I'm a cool mom. Sure. I'll make her one now. That's awesome. Okay. Um, I just have some final questions and then we can wrap up if that's cool. Um, first question is anytime you might have shared maybe on social media or just in general that you would say differently or change or would keep the same? Anything that comes to mind? Um, yeah. So people were on the timeline of my divorce, like when they found out about it, right. It was like a long time coming. And, um, so they're on the TikTok timeline. I guess one of my wishes is I could have been a little more transparent with what I was going through. Um, but you know, hindsight's 2020, I was still learning and really scared and didn't want to be judged. And it's always different for the woman than it is for the man. 
it's just a different set of societal standards. And I kind of learned that a little more, especially when I got a boyfriend, it was like, I'm a slut, you know, he gets a girlfriend. Good for you, man. Like Pappy, you're moving on, you know? Um, so yeah, being more transparent in the beginning. So people kind of knew it was coming. Cause I felt like it was a big shocker. Like what? Everything is fine. I'm like, well, it really wasn't, but I made it seem like it was because I didn't want you to cancel me and judge me. And I never get to do what I love again. Um, I don't know. I feel like that really taught me a lot because I was scared to share that I was dating again because I knew what the comments would be, but I don't know. It hasn't really stopped me from sharing. Like I talk about my divorce and I make, I don't make light of it. Cause I don't think, cause I think it's like no big deal. Um, it's just my reality. So I'm not going to cry about it and make it this thing that defines me. It doesn't, it's just a part of my life and it's something that had to happen and it's where I am now. And yeah, I don't think I really would have changed anything now that I'm saying it out loud. I think I, I did my best. And I feel like mm-hmm. I learned obviously a few things, but I think I did my best and I shared what I was comfortable sharing and it was honest to me in that moment and how I could be honest. And yeah, good job, Kat. Way to go. <laughs> <laughs> We've come full circle. I loved it. <laughs> um, two more questions. Uh, what do you want to be known for or remembered by with what you do? Being a light, like being some kind, like having someone see it and be hope. Like, okay, I can do that. She can do that. I can do that. I think that would be like a huge honor. If one person can look at it and be like, that changed my life because I would have been in this horrible situation if I would have stayed. Um, and it's not even about staying or leaving a relationship. It's about showing up for yourself, keeping the people in your life that deserve to be there, not being afraid to let people go and just understanding what your boundaries are, what your standards are to who you let in and out of your life. That was very broad, but just showing that you can do the hard things. Mm-hmm. I think it's beautiful. And I think that's like what you do. Like I, I would describe you as a light on the internet, which is very hard to do. And it, it seems like with even when people like go against that, like you continue to show up, which is commendable because it's not always easy to do. So thank yeah. you. Last question. Any last piece of advice or leaving thought that you want to end us on? Literally any decision in my life where I've been kind has never like led me wrong. I know it sounds so cheesy, but when I'm making any decision, I'm like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to just... Being kind has been the way that's helped me make the hard decisions because it just makes everything a little bit smoother, a little bit smoother. That's a good one. Yeah. Anytime I've like gone against that or like try to go with the norm and like, I don't know, do the opposite of that. I usually get bit in the ass too. So I'm right. Yeah. So yeah, I'm like, I'm going to be like them. They're good at that. And I'm like, no, it didn't work. That was not (laughs) it for me. (laughs) Exactly. Um, thank you so much, Kat. This was incredible. Where can everyone find you, follow you, all of that good stuff? So I am Kat Stickler on all platforms. I'm on TikTok, Instagram, and I just started a YouTube. Um, and yeah, that's where you can find me. Kat Stickler. Amazing. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate this. It was so nice to meet you. So do you too. Thanks for having me. That is it for me today, you guys. Thank you so much for being here and for listening. Before you go, make sure that you rate, review, and follow, as well as subscribe so you never miss an episode. And one thing you can share in the meantime, this podcast, obviously. Send it to a friend who needs some inspiration or give us some love on social media and tag us at Something to Share Podcast on Instagram. And I'll see you next Wednesday.